listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 276. Killer Lords here with the one, the only, the I made you a coffee, but you set it on another table. <laughs> John Brownstone. <laughs> Don't you love me and my coffee? Of course I do. <laughs> but I water need, is better for I you. I need water right now, yes. I know. But, but I made you coffee. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Today, we're going to do another Reddit reaction episode. We'll share what we think about what Kingsters have posted and answer some of the questions they asked over on some BDSM subreddits. Uh, Yes, we did this a couple months ago. And yes, people said they wanted more of it. So here we are. You're getting another (laughs) one. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. As always, a big shout out, a big thank you, a big, oh my God, where would we be without you <laughs> to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Lords. Uh, thanks to our new peeps. Thanks to our long time peeps. Thanks to our peeps who come and go as their budget needs dictate. We love you all. Uh, if you would like to feel all this love and to help us do what we do and to get perks you can't get anywhere else, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Lords. Also, a little programming note, uh, you will hear a background hum in this episode. That's because we're actually turning on a fan we usually keep off because it's Florida in summer in the hottest room in our house and JB nearly overheated a little bit ago and we're not doing that again. So pardon the hum, but it's uh, medicinal because it's a fan because it's hot. Okay, so as I've already stated, we are going to react and respond to stuff on Reddit. <laughs> um, do I have headlines this week? Or not headlines, headlines, announcements. Ah. What are words? Fuck if I know. Um, no, I do not have announcements. I feel like there's something I should be saying. Can't remember what it was. Nobody paid me to say anything this week. So I guess if I remember, I'll remember for the bonus section. So we are going to uh, go ahead and jump right in. Um, I have six of these, so they'll take us as long as they take us. If this is a short episode, the world will rejoice. Uh, If it's a long one, we all knew it would be this way. So first one, uh, lost my desire to be dominant. I've had a very stressful year or so. I've not only uh, found my sex drive dramatically decreasing, which I know is normal for a lot of people with stress, but I've also lost my need or desire to be dominant both in and out of the bedroom. And it has honestly surprised me because it's been such a big part of my life. Have other doms experienced this? Is it common? And I would then add, this is not what the person asked. What do you think? What do you do? How do you, what do you think? What do you do? First of all, First off, is it common? Yeah, it, it happens. Um, you know, it, it can be a number of things, like you mentioned the stress. Um, there is such a thing, um, burnout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it happens. You know, we are affected, you know, you hear people talk about how, um, you know, before, especially going into a scene with someone, you need to make you you need to understand where they're at you know so you know have they had enough to eat 
Are they on medication? Are, are, you know, is anything going on in their life that can affect them? Well, you know, hello, DOMS are not immune to that either. True, 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 true. <laughs> um, it happens, and it does, and it will if it hasn't. <laughs> so I, you went um, through something like that during a high point of stress. Yes. When your sister was sick and then mm -hmm. when she died. Yeah. Um, how at the, I know how I handled it, but how as a dom, yeah. how was that for you? Um, I, I had to sit down and talk with you and say, look, my plate is full. It's actually overflowing. Um, I need to step back. Mm -hmm. I, I do not have the bandwidth for this right now. Yup. Which I think sucks for both sides. It sucks to be this on the side of hearing that. And it, mm -hmm. it's got to suck to be on the side of having to say it. Cause yeah. you don't want it to be true. No, it's you, a thing you want you, to do. You, you don't, but one of the things that help was actually talking to you about it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because not feeling that pressure to continue right in and of itself and the fact that you were like you know yeah I, un I understand mm -hmm. and and you do what you have to do that in and of itself took some weight off the shoulders mm -hmm. yeah I gave you and I think this is what anybody who needs when they're in a high stress situation regardless of what it's from mm -hmm. and they're not feeling themselves for me it's been libido for a few years in specific moments it's been your dominance but whatever yeah. it is i think you need the time and space to not have that pressure to be able to step back and go i know what i want to be doing and it sucks mm -hmm. that i can't be but also okay let me take a deep breath I, nobody's expecting it from me right now and i don't have to expect it right. from myself there's got there's got to be a certain amount of grace for yourself there's also i think being reminded that these things ever nothing stays the same forever everything changes and right. things are temporary now what temporary means is on a spectrum but you know the more you worry about the thing you're not doing and try to force yourself to do the thing you just don't feel like you can do i think the longer you the recovery takes because at some point mm -hmm. if you weren't burnt out before you will be because you're making yourself do something that is not fitting right now true and i i, I think what what helped is that you didn't turn around and say well you know no you can't do that i need you to be in charge right and that helped because i think if i had been pushed into maintaining that role um that would have been worse uh, the stress would have added up uh there could have been added resentment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know Absolutely. so so being able to you know take that step back helped so much mm -hmm. and i think that's what the partner on the other side needs to keep in mind. It's okay to be disappointed that you're not going to get the power exchange mm -hmm. or the kink or the sex or the whatever that you would like. Um, but if we can't give our partner space to go through what they're going through and come out on the other side, one, we're not being right. a very good partner. And two, we're just going to slow down this process. It's going to take even longer. I think part of that conversation, so from a dominant side, the dominant is burnt out. The dominant does not want to be doing these things. If you have established rules and protocols and this and that, if you are on the other side of the slash, it is, you have every right to go, okay, so how is this going to affect what we have in place? Are we putting a total pause on it? Can mm -hmm. I, and this might be a conversation you have to come back to as you think of stuff, but it's like, 
can I still do these tasks for you without the expectation that you'll do your dominant thing for them, but can I still do them? If that's okay, okay. If you mm -hmm. agree, yeah, that's okay, do those tasks, but you, you might not get the same level of reaction or response you normally get. On either side of the slash, if that you that happens and you go that that's not working, like from a dominant, maybe you feel pressure. From a submissive, you're like, I need I need more than just having done these things. I need what I normally get. Then you reassess and you come back to it. But I think it's got to be an ongoing process of not constantly as little s going. How are you today? Do you want to dom mm -hmm. today? How are you today? Like that's too much. But yeah. like reg semi semi regular check ins and then ongoing conversations of. I don't care if you do that thing, but I can't respond the way I used to. Or, you know that thing we used to do every Wednesday at, you know, 8 p.m.? <laughs> I don't want to do that right now. Yeah. Um, and then I think that, you know, you go from there in terms of sorting out what works, what doesn't. And then, you know, submissive on the other side of that, or the person on the other side of the slash then has to deal with their own angst about how they feel about that. But it's possible if you are, if you if this was a person who's in a relationship, a long-term relationship, they're going through something high stress and they're losing their desire and whatever, it's possible that the other side of the slash is going through their own repercussions of that. And you both kind of mm -hmm. maybe need the breather for yeah. a little bit. But, you know, what I would say, and I did say to my dominant partner was, that's okay, I'm still here. When you're ready, you let right. me know. Um, I still, you know, I, and we've talked about this before, I still did plenty of stuff. You saw it as taking the pressure off of you and not having to be in charge. I saw it as serving and that worked for me. That right. got me through it. Um, but the, I, and, and it actually worked for me too, because you, by you doing that, it took, you know, stuff off my plate mm -hmm. so I could handle the bigger picture of right. what was going on. Right. So yeah, uh, from whoever, whichever side of the slash is going through it, I think you have to be honest, you have to talk about it. And mm -hmm. then the person on the receiving end needs to just, you might have your own emotions to go through about it, but I think you need to be as understanding as possible because yeah. if you can be understanding and supportive, there's a better than good chance that you'll get back to things at some point and then you'll be stronger for it because you went through it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Da, da, da. Let me go to the next one. Did right. I did I click the links and have them pulled up? No, I know I did not, but <laughs> here we are. Okay, they called this one hard choices. They said, have you ever put your subs under a really hard decision to make? Something like you get something pleasurable now and can, um, in this case, they said you get to get off now and end your chastity, end your orgasm denial, but you have to do this really disgusting thing. Part yeah. of the, I'm not gonna read the whole example because I don't no. wanna turn anybody's stomachs, but part of the example was eat this dog food. So like you get the good thing, but you have to do this really, really, really hard thing. A better example, you can eat this delicious meal um, and not come for the rest of the week. Um, you until know, you get another, until right. you get another choice to make. And yeah. there is, um, a term for it that has escaped me for two days. I cannot think of what it's kind. It, it's a predicament thing. It's, I automatically think of predicament bondage, and it's not predicament bondage, but it's predicament kind of play. Um, they were like, "Have you ever done that? And what kinds of hard uh, decisions have you done?" And of course, thankfully, they were like, "All with consent, of course." Mm -hmm. So uh, I 
we have played with, here's a good thing, but there's a, put air quotes around this, there's a consequence for it, you have to do this hard thing. We do not play with disgusting things we find no. personally repulsive. I'm not playing that way. I'm not that kind of masochist, thanks. So, <laughs> but have you done the, oh, you can have what you want now. You can, you can orgasm now this one time, but then you have to wait another week or two weeks, or you can go without now and then you can have the sexy thing daily <laughs> for a week or something. And it's tough choices. You put yeah. me in those situations where I'm like, oh, oh. How do I make the choice? How do you like? How do you feel about that kind of thing? Have you? What What are some ideas you mm. have? Uh, podcast listeners, you cannot see the little evil grin he's got on his face, but I yeah, can. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not something we we really um, done anything with. We have in small I mean, ways. In, in small ways, usually around orgasms and orgasm control. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um. You know, seeing it like that, I'm. It's like, yeah, Your wheels it's, are it's, spinning, it's, aren't they? it's pinging some, yeah. I think it's a, a way to get a little creative. I think you you have to know the little s the bottom mm-hmm. to know where their limits are. Um, there always has to be an out. You can safe word out and go. I'm yeah. not fucking doing that. Come up with something else, like the eat dog food thing. Keep that shit. I my arm, yeah. look. Lola eats better than we do. Okay, limited ingredient, all natural. Blah blah blah. But I don't want to eat it. So those those don't appeal to me. I could see where they might appeal. I could see where it could be a bit of a sadist masochist situation because mm-hmm. you're, you, it pinged your sadist side. I know that evil look. That's the sadist in them. <laughs> but I can also see that being a bit of humiliation play. Yes. Um, let me do this really, really humiliating activity. Um, but in return, I get this thing I really want. And it's the way, if you're going to play with that, yeah, it's you've got to find the line between this thing they really, really mm-hmm. want and the consequence or the choice making it difficult to go for the thing they really want. You've just always done it with orgasm control True. with me. True, Come now, and you're not coming for a week. Uh, let me edge, let me play for a little bit longer. You, yeah. you could play tomorrow. Like we used to do that a lot when we were mm-hmm. long distance because that was easier to do. It was easy distance. to do at that point, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, it was like edge but don't come. And if you do, then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I, it's going to be a while. I think that can be a really creative way to play. Um, like I said, it does to me strike me as a sadist masochist thing or a humiliation play thing. I think sure. you can even do it with pleasure because uh, Tayshu caught it in the live stream chat, the rock and hard place kind of decision. Mm, um, okay. Because you can also do it with two really pleasurable things. Oh, there's two things you want, but you can only pick one and you're gonna go without the other one. Like, oh, you can orgasm as many times as you want, mm-hmm. or you can do this thing over here, but you can't have both. Yeah, that's totally your jam. That's totally your jam. Oh, you want a Starbucks or and a Diet Coke? You can have one, but then you can't have the other for a week. See, that's another thing. You can do it outside of sex for sure. Yeah. Uh, you do that to me a lot. You're like, no, 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 you only get <laughs> one treat, but I want two. I mean, I don't need two on the same day. I can have one today and one tomorrow. No, you can have one. God damn it, don't make me make these choices. <laughs> um, it, I think it's a really fun way to play with control yeah like all forms of play it is inherently specific <laughs> to the people involved so because sure. you have to know what is it that they really want what is it that they would never want to do but that's within boundaries or that would 
that they might potentially, it's a little bit of truth or dare, except it's dare and dare. Like how many of us took the the truth after we heard the dare? How many of us took the dare mm. after we heard the truth? I am, I don't play that game because that's too many surprises and this anxious <laughs> girl can't handle it. But back in the day, yeah, I'll be like, oh, you just asked a question I won't answer. Dare. Oh, shit. You wanted me to do something weird. Truth. You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, for me, you could go, you can have a Starbucks or a Diet Coke, but you can't have both. That would, and it's a little bit of the agony of trying to go, which, which one do I want? Which mm-hmm. one do I want? Yeah. Or the, yeah, you can have this thing you want, but there will be a consequence that's a hard thing to do later. Right. Um, can you think of any ideas? I just, I keep going back to orgasm control and now I just want to Diet Coke, by the way. If, uh, <laughs> if anybody, um, wanted to. I can't think of anything right off the cuff, but I, I know if I, if I. You've done some stuff before, cause I, we'll use me as the example and the things I know I like and don't like. Uh, you can play with this vibrator and have as many orgasms as you want, but you have to go to bed early. Like, I don't want to go to bed early, but which do I want? more mm-hmm. all the orgasms or you know staying up as late as i want yeah um you can eat this treat we've gone we're getting dessert at this restaurant that's god that's true. been 100 years since we did yeah. that you can have this dessert but you can't have this thing later like you've done that with and that's a controlling it's not even a sexy thing mm-hmm. you're like oh well, you can have the dessert but you're not getting the diet coke you can have the dessert we're not going for coffee and then it's like <laughs> and i have to ask is it the struggle that you enjoy? Is it the control you enjoy? It's the control, and it's it's almost like, you know how much I love watching you beg. Yes, yes. Okay, so it's it's a similar thing with the struggle. Okay, does it, d- it taps your sadistic? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, sisters, I wish you could see his face. <laughs> that was emphatic. Well, because here's here's the thing. Here's here's what what it is, at mm-hmm. least for me. All right. You are not the decision maker. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You come to me for decisions. Mm-hmm. But when I put it in your hands in that manner that you have no other choice but to make a choice, which I hate sometimes. I really hate that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it's that. delightful. So yeah, if this uh, <laughs> if this appeals to you, it's to, you get creative. You think about the things your partner likes. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, if I were starting it, I would start with give them two options that they things they would both really enjoy. Yeah. And make them pick between two good options and tell them they can only have one. Um, and then maybe graduate to the, here's a good thing you can have, but if you do it, then you have to do this bad or negative or embarrassing or whatever thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, start with choose between two wants. Um, and if it, you know, hit some buttons for both of you, then, you know, you just, but you yeah. have to think of the person and what they really really sure sure oh yeah yeah yeah. you have you have to know the person Mm -hmm. yeah i think you can do some generic things like if you're playing with orgasm control if you know how they like to experience that you can do that if you're playing with impact play like it would be difficult if you were like we can use this flogger Mm -hmm. 
but only in the way, in, in whatever way I want to play, and it's like one of my favorite floggers, or this paddle that I hate, but only in the way you want to play. So like that would be a hard decision to make because I know how you can take my favorite flogger and make it the worst toy ever. I mm -hmm. also know how you can take the meanest fucking paddle or any toy and make it super gentle. So it's like, shit, I love that paddle. And I mean that flogger. And I know you would do some nice sweet things cause you would want to do that too, but there would be some Maybe. really mean ones. Well, you don't go in hard, you warm me up. But this one I would control, but it's the really mean one. I don't like that's that's a that's a predicament. That's a dilemma. Mm -hmm. that's a, those are two. That's a rock and a hard place. So you, yeah, you can do it in all kinds of ways, but you have to kind of know um, know the other person and, sure. and what where their buttons are. Mm -hmm. So that is that one. The next one okay. says, um, okay, I feel like we're gonna we know this answer. And I feel like most people who are listening or watching are like, oh, really? But I know there'll be somebody who doesn't. So we, we're going to do this one. It says, what do I provide for the relationship aside from sex? Uh, they say, I need some help figuring this out. All I can come up with is ways that a potential BDSM relationship would benefit me and not the other way around. For reference, I'm a 25 year old guy who is absolutely interested in eventually having a master slave 24 seven total power exchange style relationship. I've only been in one relationship that had an ounce of BDSM. It was a long distance one where I basically ended up just being the booty call and other things. Uh, right now, I'm really worried. <laughs> this is kind of sad. I'm really worried that I'm slowly turning into an incel, which um, involuntary celibate, it's it's a whole thing. You'll have to Google it. I'm not going into it. Uh, because a lot of my fantasies are about how my subs pleasure me and do as I command, but I provide nothing in return but orders and demands. Uh, also, my biggest kinks that I've identified so far are along the lines of free use, consensual non-consent, degradation, humiliation, domination, sadism, and generally being a not nice, cruel bastard. And I was like, well, being a not nice, cruel bastard, I love a man who's a not nice, cruel bastard. So <laughs> there's a lot here. Basically, yeah. the way I read this is he's not got a lot of experience in BDSM, but when he thinks about BDSM and that kind of relationship, he can only envision what he gets from it. And I think the way I'm reading it worries that that means he's an awful human being who would not respect his partner. <laughs> and I will say this, if you can actually have the thought process of, oh my God, this might mean I would not be nice to my partner or respect my partner. And maybe they're not getting as much as they should out of it. You're not as bad of a human as you think you are because the truly mm -hmm. awful people don't even stop to think about that. So true. I feel like true. life uh, rule is when you're actually stopping to think, wait, does this make me an awful human being? And what if it does? And how do I fix that? That's the first sign you're not an awful human being. So let's start there. Mm -hmm. Um. So what are your thoughts just um, on first? See, the the, the one thing that comes, the thing that stands out in my mind, uh, first and foremost, is is the whole thing about the sex. Mm -hmm. And, you know, DS is more than just about the sex. And the way he describes what he thinks he would like, that's definitely going to be about more than the sex. Yeah. Because total power exchange, master slave, you just, you can't fuck 24 seven, you're gonna have to do other things like mm -hmm. wash mm -hmm. laundry and make dinner right? So, and go to work. So, I mean, you know, what, what is the other person getting out of it at that point that, you know, could be numerous things. If, as, as if they're a service, service sub, mm -hmm. 
um, you know, the fact that they're given the opportunity to serve mm -hmm. is something that can be fulfilling to them. I feel like what he's forgetting here is that he's going to, or maybe he doesn't realize, maybe he's not forgetting, mm -hmm. he just doesn't understand. He is inherently going to get something different than the, his partner, but what matters sure. is not that he gets something his partner doesn't get, because in mm -hmm. general, in that kind of power exchange, you don't want the same thing. But the, the part that's not coming into the thought process or the question here is, is my partner getting something from it? I can't comprehend what they would get from it. And that's fine. You won't be able to until you meet somebody and get to know them and, and have sure. them tell you what they get out of it. But the real question is, will they? And if they do, and mm -hmm. it's it's healthy and empowering for both, and you know, consensual in the way that everybody understands what's happening, and everybody has the freedom to withdraw their consent, and all of those good things yep. that make consent work, then it's okay that you're getting what you're getting as long as you are also making sure they get what they need. And I, that's like mm. he's asked half the question. Yeah, it's like he's like I'm focusing on the D of the DS and forgetting. Mm -hmm there's an S there right. who's got their own needs and wants and desires. Mm -hmm. And he, he may find the person who wants exactly what he's listed here. And that's okay too. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, it's almost like he, the way the question comes across is it's like he thinks he's the only one here. Yeah. And that because of what he wants, he can't imagine somebody else would want to be on the receiving end of that and have their own motivations mm -hmm. for that. I'll say this, most of the comments under this particular one in Reddit were pretty good. I was okay. I was pretty impressed. Uh, I'm gonna link to all of these for anybody who wants to chime in uh, on Reddit or read them yourself or whatever. Um, but yeah, the, the real thing is just the reminder of, one, I also did see you in this one because he basically is like, I'm a rat bastard because I want these things. What is mm -hmm. wrong with me? And I was thinking about how you've talked about your early days into to kink where you kind of had the same thing. What kind of person am I that I want to feel these things and experience these things and do right. these things? And I, and I think most people do ask themselves that question when they, when they come into kink, mm -hmm. you know. But it's... It's tough because, you know, it's because of the way internet portrays a lot of it, it is hard to separate the DS from the sex. Yeah. For one thing. For one thing, sure. Okay. And, oh, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, I hate it when that happens. And for once it wasn't because I interrupted you. No, it wasn't. It'll come back Imagine to you. That. Do you want me to fill in the okay. space while you think? Go ahead. Um, yeah, I think it just goes back to if you ever find yourself in this situation. One, let me say again, if you are questioning your own humanity, you're doing better than actual evil people who don't question themselves. They just do what the fuck they want. Uh, two, I think that there's an education point and an experience point of understanding that what you get out of an interaction is allowed to be the other side of the coin, or even just fundamentally different from what the other person mm -hmm. gets out of it. But the real thing is, are both parties getting what they need out of it? And then there's also the consent aspect. He is listing things that sure. a very clear negotiation, communication element has to be in play, and mm -hmm. it'll have to be in play 
all the time. There's no one and done on any of it, but certainly not on consensual non-consent and sadism, masochism, and degradation. Like those are right. some. Those can be some powerful ways to play that can fuck with people, and you will think you're okay with something until you go, "Shit, I'm not okay with this." So there then has to be this really strong communication element and this really clear way of dealing with consent so that a partner can withdraw their consent when they need to. They can communicate their needs and go, I get that this is what you want and this is what we do every other day of the week, but we can't do this today and here's why. Like if you've got those things in place and the other person, you both understand what it is these activities will look like in practice, not just as vague theoretical concepts. And the other person is getting whatever pleasure or satisfaction or whatever it is that they want to get from that. And it is affirming and empowering and fun and good and whatever, then go be a cruel, dirty bastard. Some of us are really turned on by that shit in specific situations. Um, If you are describing your kinks to somebody and they're looking at you and they're a kinky person and get it, and they're looking on in horror, they're probably not your people. Go find the one who's like, ooh, yes, please. (laughs) And then negotiate down into the details. Sure. Did you find your your train? No, it's I didn't. Gone. It just it's gone. Left it, the it station. Vanished. I'm sorry. That's all right. We will move. It happens. It, I know. Sometimes it does to me in the middle of, uh, in the middle of, um, like right now. <laughs> like right now. In the middle of a sentence. Yeah. The other thing I would say is, the question: What do I like? The original question is: What do I provide for the relationship aside from sex? That's the question you ask the other person, because you're like, yes. What will you get from these things? What and not just that, what do you want What do you get? want, yes. What do you want to experience that these activities I'm describing can give you or a power exchange relationship can give you or I can give you? And mm-hmm. that's the question you ask your partner. Absolutely. But I do think there's a little bit of a uh, tunnel vision thing of I can only envision what I get out of this and not understanding that the other person is not just a receptacle for all the things you need to do. Right. They've got their, that's why the word exchange is there. Yeah. And and (laughs) they need to realize that they're not the, the focal point. It's, it's circular for both parties. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you go look for a person who is the other side of your kink coin, who can Mm -hmm. give you, who can take in what you want to give and get their own from it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one, please load. Cause I was not efficient. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the headline says Dom ignored my safe word. I'm scared to have a session. Hmm. Uh, they said the title says it all. Me and my Dom had a session not too long ago. He went over my limits and I let him know like always, but that time he didn't stop. I had to use my safe word three times. They say we did also have a big fight not too long before the session. So maybe he was still mad. I asked him why. And he said, I know you can take more. It's part of your training. Look, my first piece of advice is drop kick this motherfucker to the curb. Okay. Just, just there, just done, but we'll, we'll get to it. Um, (laughs) So they say, I didn't know what to do. I've been scared to play again. I've given him excuses. Uh, The question is, what do I do? I'm scared to play. uh, I know I told him, you know, safe word and I'm scared, blah, blah, blah. But he said that he knows what's good for me and he knows when to stop. Let me say again, drop kick this motherfucker to 
the curb. Yeah, there, there is, there are no excuses. I mean, know, I'm even, just like red flag, red flag, red flag, red yeah. flag, red flag, red well, flag. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they said that you know they had a fight prior and he was possibly still mad, which means they should never have had a session if he was still mad. Right. Period. End of story. Yeah. They. Yeah. They shouldn't have. And even though they did, mm-hmm. that should have not, that should not have been the reason to do something like that, to yeah, ignore yeah, a safe word. There's no reason to ignore a safe word, but if right. we're going to go down the series of all the red flags, being angry at your partner when you start said session, that's where we, that's the first step we went wrong. Don't get, don't get your kink on when you were the top, when you were angry at your partner, mm-hmm. like let those resolve the issue, let yourself calm down, let yourself come to that session. You can come to it with a sense of sadistic glee. You can come yeah. to it with a purpose of wanting to push as long as your you know, boundaries and limits, as mm-hmm. long as your partner agrees. But when you come at somebody in anger, even if the anger is justified, even if you were right in that argument or whatever, whatever, yeah. that anger will can, not will, but can Mm. lead you to go too far, to take out aggression you're feeling, to go, you know, to whatever, to just not think clearly, to Mm -hmm. just not think clearly. So that's the first misstep here. And, you know, while it is about, in many cases, pushing a sub's boundaries. With their consent. Well, with their consent. But just like you, I know what, when, and where... I can push on you. But that's because you're worthy of knowing that. This person has said to their partner, well, I know what you can handle. Fuck you, you know what I can handle. If I say my word to stop it all, but that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. So mm-hmm. there's no excuse to ignore a safe word. The justific- no. I'm not saying you think that. Well. The justification is bullshit, mm-hmm. but also the session should never have even started if that dude was coming from a place of anger. Yeah, but what I was trying to say is, you know, we have we we have played with pushing your boundaries before, sure. but and and while I know there is nothing wrong with pushing boundaries, <gasps> sorry, that's a teenager texting me. <laughs> They're on the emergency bypass. So you know. <laughs> as, as, wow. Sorry, okay. a mood killer. I know. Anyway, um, you know, as soon as you were to say a safe word, you know, at that point, it needs to stop, mm-hmm. regardless. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the thing is, if this guy flew on flew through the safe word three times, no less. Right. That, I mean, that's terrifying. Okay. I can't imagine yeah. being that person. Right. So, you know, three times, what else is he capable of doing? What has already happened Yeah, that was either explained away in their mind or justified mm-hmm. or maybe it's not as bad as I think. Like, I, f- you know, it's possible that ignoring a safe word three times is the first incident, but I'm pretty sure, no, it's not. Because what you've just done is shown that you don't respect my boundaries three right. times in a pe- matter of minutes mm-hmm. there have been other signs i just maybe wasn't looking for them i didn't right. i wasn't aware i didn't want to see mm-hmm. them denial was powerful and i'm not blaming that person i'm not saying that they should have seen this coming that's not what i'm saying at all 
for those of us on the outside looking in who could find ourselves in this position, yeah. one, be aware of the things you explain away, that's bad behavior. Two, this person's scared to have another session, but what I'm not hearing is how do I break up with them? Mm -hmm. So it's all, I, I worry that they're trying to justify this as it's not that bad, it is definitely it is. that bad. It and is. if they want to, they shouldn't have to, but if they want to give themselves more reason or justification, I bet money they could look back at past behavior yeah. and start to see a bunch and of red flags. To me, this is no different than the biter. Oh, the biter from the last one with the biting yeah. and using the loophole. I hate a yeah. fucking loophole. Yeah. When used against me and also when against consent. Mm -hmm. I like it when it's playful. That's different. Yeah. But, you know, the person's hard limit was, you know, no biting. Yeah. But And in the heat of the moment, they said, you know, do whatever you want. I'm yours. Mm -hmm. And they did that. Mm -hmm. Same same thing. It's a, Yeah, it's the same you know, energy. It, it's... It, it's overstepping bounds. It's mm -hmm. taking advantage. Yep, I All agree. Right? I agree. And, so, and what else can, you know, then... Here's yeah. the thing. If we somehow go three safe word violations in one session mm -hmm. and bullshit of, I know what you can take, so I get to decide. Like, if that was not... Minimum, that's disqualifying from play. Hmm. But I just want to say, if what you're thinking in terms of a person you're with playing with whatever is that you're scared to do something with them my hardcore self says drop kick that motherfucker to the curb right but bare minimum it means you don't play again till they uh gain your trust back here's the thing they're not going to gain your trust back because those are those are abusive violations mm -hmm. not just the not listening the justification after the fact. I know what's better for you than you do. That is a common sexy trope in power exchange. And it can be played with in healthy, good ways because I know what's good for you because I'm respecting your boundaries and I will stop when you say stop. And I will only do things that I know that you are capable of, willing to, will okay. And also I'll stop the moment you say stop. Like you can play mm. with that. You have made decisions that you're like, these are within, I think these are in your best interest to do this, to not do that. I always have the option to say for it out and go, no, we're not playing, we're not doing that. Right. That's always there. So then I can go, I mean, I don't like it. Cause he's saying I can only have either Starbucks or a diet Coke. I cannot have both, but I can accept it because it's clearly within something, nothing, rears up that makes me go, no, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not okay with that. But no, like, no, like, no. Drop kick the motherfucker to the curb. Yeah. Is the, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. If you, if, if you, and if it's to the point that you're scared to do anything, certainly more with the you're person, not playing again. Right. But also why are you in this relationship? Yeah. You, there is something like, in a scene, when when you get a little sadistic, is there a part of my brain that is scared? Sure. Do I know people who can immerse themselves in a scene so much they actually forget where reality stops and starts? Yes. Mm -hmm. But at all times, even when I get that little tingle of fear, there's this big part of me that goes, I know I can make this stop and it will stop. I And yeah. I know that this person I'm playing with has my best interest at heart because they have proven it time and time again. That's what allows me to have that kind of little niggle of fear 
in the play. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not, you never scare me outside of that. Now you scare me when like you are not taking care of your own damn self and I'm worried for your health. That's different. But you never scare me because you are being aggressive or this or that. Like, I don't, we don't live in that space and I, we don't have a relationship like that. So scared at all, not sure that your uh, boundaries will be respected, not sure your safe word will be respected, not sure that you will have the freedom to consent and withdraw consent. And then also being told, I know what you need better than you do and we will do it my way. And somebody who's playing angry, I mean, it's a bouquet. Oh yeah. Of red flags. It's another color guard on the parade route (laughs) with just red flags. Drop kick the motherfucker, turn the card. Okay. There had to be at least one rant. Yeah, yeah, of course. Here is the next one. Oh, this one broke my heart and we had just finished reading Playing Well with Others and Mm -hmm. all that. So here we go. It says, if I only like kink in the bedroom, should I still be part of the BDSM community? Uh, can I just go ahead before we get to the like scenario and just go, yes, <laughs> done, mm-hmm. yes. So it says, over the last month, I've been getting involved in my local BDSM community. For reference, I'm a 23-year-old male. I live in the suburbs of a big city. I made a profile on Fed. I've been to three munches. I've met some cool people. Sounds like person is doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, I've been noticing that most of the people I've met seem to consider BDSM a lifestyle and practice it both in and out of the bedroom. This kind of relationship is definitely not for me. I suppose outside of sex, I want a mostly vanilla relationship in that my partner and I have equal balance of power. I would be okay making most of the decisions and being in charge of things like money, but I don't desire to have total control over someone and doing things like tell them how much water to drink or pick out their clothes. I just want to be a dominant and sadistic during sex. I mean, I'm here for it. Uh, When I go to these munches, I get the feeling that maybe I'm just a vanilla person who just likes kinky things during sex. Most of the other people there talk about their significant other by titles and stuff and labels, uh, rather than kink titles, rather Mm -hmm. than boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, whatever. Uh, When they talk about how their relationship operates, it seems like they take BDSM into regular life. (laughs) This one made me annoyed on this guy's behalf. I even saw one girl act like an eight year old girl and carry around a stuffed animal at a munch. Yeah, I've been there and that too. Mm -hmm. That's not my favorite. Uh, Another guy constantly has to text his sub what to wear and what to eat. I'm not bashing any of that. If you like it, then cool. I don't have a problem with it. It's just not for me. This is where, well, another reason why I brought this one up. It says, one person explained to me the difference between freaky and kinky. A person who is freaky, air quotes around that, likes BDSM in just a sexual context. (laughs) A kinky person is more behavior based. They like BDSM in many different behavioral situations, oftentimes outside of sex. By those terms, I think I'd be a freaky person. Does that mean I don't belong in the kink community? Um, this is also as a side note, I kind of feel awkward at these events since I'm by far the youngest person there and also a single guy. First of all, I want to give this baby a hug, partly because I'm old enough to be this child's mother. But, um, so kink only in bedroom. Yes, you still get to be part of the BDSM community. There's the gatekeeping bullshit. Just, I mean, I understand people are people, but I fucking hate it. But also... Freaky versus kinky. Look, if if I'm, that yeah. resonates with you and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna take that on. I'm not knocking that, but the labels we apply to ourselves, I I hesitate to to turn around and tell everybody this is how I define this, and this is freaky, and this is kinky, and mm. this is what you are. Like, can we just not? Yeah. Also, that I want that baby to have a hug and to go find 
kinksters who he vibes with. Right. Go 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 find a better tribe because you know to have people tell him things like that. That that is not their community, right? At all. So, you know, it, it's like we have talked about often enough. It's a spectrum, mm-hmm. and you know, same thing. If if you only like hand spankings, as opposed to full-on dungeon scenes, you're still part of the community. And if all you like is an over-the-knee spanking, bare spanking, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. You don't want anything else. You get to say you're into impact play. Right. Even if you don't do anything else. Just like if you only like one specific type of painful sensation in a specific instance, you get to call yourself a masochist. Like none of us own these words. It's yeah. all on a spectrum. My other thought was, yeah, and, I, and you just said this, this guy is not finding his people mm-hmm. like the group he the munch he came across is more lifestyles and those from the munches i've been to that feels pretty consistent so my other piece of advice in that case is okay do another search of your area see what else is out there see if you can mm-hmm. find uh, this we didn't mention it in the video we just made on playing well with others but this was mentioned they said look sometimes you think you're the only one and then you post online Maybe in a regional group on FET, maybe somewhere else, wherever people are gathering, and and you know that they're kinky. When you kind of raise your hand and go, hey, does anybody else in this age range, in this kink, Mm -hmm. in this, you know, identify this way? Do y'all want to get together for coffee, for burgers, for lunch, whatever? And they pointed out in that book, they're like, you would be amazed at how many people will go, oh, I thought it was just me, but you're saying you're this way too. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll come gather with you and you can create your own community that way. So if he's in an area that does not have groups for younger people, groups for single people, whatever, or just a good cross-section of what it means to be kinky, he might be able to create that group. Create. Because I promise you he won't be the only one who walked right. in and went, oh, I don't. I don't see kink the way any create, of these people see create kink. Create their own community, build their own tribe. Yep, yep exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I was like, oh, I felt bad for him, but I know these are the kinds of things people think. They're like, I don't want what yeah. this massive group of people over here all seem to want. Does that mean I don't belong? You definitely belong. And then of course, when I saw the freaky versus kinky thing, I was like, yeah, yeah, "Look, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on it if you really like that and that that resonates with you." But I, it doesn't have to resonate for everybody um, else. I just uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. so I think we have oh we have one more okay, and I thought of you because it was about restraints, but this uh-huh. is a a good question, okay. Says I bought a beautiful restraint set for my play partner and I. Are they mine or are they hers? So it says, hey there, I've been dating and playing with a woman for the past few months. We talk mm-hmm. most days and are strongly connected. I would like to refer to her as my sub, but for her it's too early, which is fine with them. So I bought a gorgeous set of red restraints, ankles, wrists, neck, thighs, waist, etc. She's gonna look incredible. In my heart, I bought them for her only, for only her to wear, but I'm considering some options about how to present the quote gift, air quote around that. Uh, Tell her they're a gift from me, but she's only to use them with me. Tell her they're a gift to myself, and every time she wears them, she becomes a gift to me also. That actually hits my little subby heart kind of hard. She looks after them at her place, so she can always be ready to serve me. Um, 
the next option is that they're a gift to himself and she's a gift, but he, I say he, I should not assume, that person um, takes them with them. So instead of saying, staying with the submissive, they control them. Um, basically, in a nutshell, is a sexy ass set of restraints, a gift to the sub or a tool of the dom. They even say, thank God. I know there's no fixed answer. I just mm, want to know what people think. Yeah, yeah. So what's your take on that? Um, my take is, um, well, first, mm-hmm. first and foremost, um, he talks, where does he say? They. They. Um, refer to her as my sub, but for her, it's too early. Mm-hmm. So they are not in an official right. dynamic. Right. All right. And my take on it is this. A gift is a gift. True. You gift something to someone. Mm-hmm. Unless you are in a negotiated relationship Mm -hmm. that you have consent and you have any say Mm -hmm. like the collar and cuff set I bought for you. Mm -hmm. That is our play set. Mm -hmm. Right? They are not in an official DS relationship. Right. Therefore, a gift is a gift. Mm -hmm. And technically, he has no say over what i agree i agree completely i think the 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 thing to decide before presenting them mm-hmm. is to decide am i going to make this a gift and then yes i would agree once you say this is a, i'm giving this to mm-hmm. you it's theirs now you can then as part of the the kinky fund set parameters about where it'll be stored who takes care of it blah 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 yeah. I, I think that's because of power exchange and kink i think you have leeway to do that because that's about how you want to play with it and you did spend Mm -hmm. the money and yes it's a gift but it is a gift for that person but also the thing you do together but i think yes when you present it as a gift if that relationship ends you lose all um ownership of it you don't get to control anything because now you don't have the power exchange and the Mm -hmm. that dynamic to fall back on it's theirs. That's how I. That's how I got a couple of sex toys after the end of that first uh, power exchange. Thanks. <laughs> uh, not. Uh, not unhappy about it. Um, now the other option could be that you tell them, "I bought this for us to use and play with." Um, you could, depending on the nature of how y'all handle like potentially awkward things. You could say it's mine, but I want you to use it. I'm gonna keep it, or I'm gonna ask you to mm-hmm. keep it with you, so it's mm-hmm. always available. Before you personally decide, is this a gift or is this mine? I think there also needs to be some thought given to: Would it bother me if this person kept this after this relationship was over and used it with somebody else? Some things are just too personal. Mm-hmm. Like I. Everything I have that you've purchased, it was a gift. It was mine. So my collars are mine. My uh, wedding band is mine. Uh, It's not going to happen, but in a parallel universe, in the multiverse, if we were no longer together, they would go with me. They're mine. You gave them to me. But if there was a thing that you said, this is mine, but I want you to use for our mutual pleasure. Mm Mm-hmm that would go with you. 
But I think sometimes there are things that it's like, wait, that would be too painful for me to imagine them using without me. Or it would be too, and I think this is more common. I think I got myself backwards. Mm -hmm. It would be too painful to imagine having this thing that I used in this relationship and trying to yeah. use it with somebody else. Also, well, you also have to think of fluids and body and, fluids and getting that, on that's stuff. That's what I was just thinking. There's also that. There, there, is, there is certainly the thing because, you know, like your cuffs and your collars mm -hmm. and that you wear for regular play, mm -hmm. they are bonded to you because you have sweat into them. Yeah, and you're not okay? getting that out. You're, I couldn't imagine you saying, you know, if anything were to ever happen. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it's not, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Right? Nope. Yeah. Okay. We're going out of this life like Thelma and Louise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been established. I mean, if we did and you said, look, you gave me these. I don't want to see them. You, you take them. Take them. Take them. Right. I'm not going to use them for anybody else. Right. Wouldn't be safe or sanitary. Wouldn't be safe or yeah. yeah, exactly. Also, then they'd become a painful reminder. Fun times. Fun mm. times. But I think that's also, yeah, like, could you imagine, could you imagine using them with somebody else? Maybe, maybe not. Would it be safe? Yeah. Like, I think things that can be sterilized, okay, fine. They're, the physical aspect, the safety aspect, not not a concern. The uh, emotional aspect is the concern. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, once we start talking about things that touch bare skin, things that will touch uh, orifices, orify. What is the plural of orifice? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was about to say orifices, and I was like, no, that uh, is wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah, once we get into that and you don't have a way to... Now, some materials you might be able to. You can... Yeah. You might have options. I don't know enough about cleaning materials like leather and faux leather and those things to know, can, you know, is something porous? Is something going to get stuck there? But those are also considerations to make. Mm -hmm. So, but if you present it as a gift and that's how you, you tell the person... Oh, this is a gift, then that's a gift. That's theirs. Now, they might yeah. throw it in your face if the relationship <laughs> ends badly. Yeah. Um, but they might be like, oh, look at me. I just got me a $500 uh, yeah. set here, and now, I'll just keep using it. On, on, the other, on the other side of that, you know, he laid out three different scenarios there mm -hmm. of presenting this mm -hmm, to her. Mm -hmm. And, they, you know, we don't know. They, that's true. Sorry. They, and... I, I think what needs to be done mm -hmm. is there needs to be some communication. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I agree with that completely. I, I got these. I got this set. For us to use together. For us to use together during our playtime. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You know, before we were truly a couple, mm -hmm. you know, I got that set for you as intended for a play set. Mm -hmm. You know, not that this was, this is an official collaring or anything. Right. This is a play collar for us to use during scenes. Right. It has no bearing on what our relationship is one right. way or the other. Right. We're not imbuing it with any special meaning. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, I, I think there needs to be communication. Always, always, yeah. always, always. I do think that many doms and tops run, especially in, in situations like this, they run into more problems when they decide they want to unilaterally decide these things that will impact both partners. I think that you can still, depending on how you express your dominance, can still be the decision maker, but input from the partner who will be impacted by any decision you make, I 
think it's always a good idea. I know, mm. I understand there's the desire for a surprise, like a, a gift from the heart, a, a yeah. moment to share. But if you are thinking long-term and you've already admitted, I think of this person as my sub, but they are not there yet. So they're already thinking of this differently than you. They may not appreciate you making unilateral decisions that will affect them when you could have had a conversation. Um, I think when it comes to gift giving, I think you get a lot more leeway in making decisions. Mm. I chose to buy this for you because I thought you would like it. I'm choosing to give it to you. But if you are in that place between do I give it to you forever and then you can do what the hell you want? Or do I one day want to take this back? That's worth, yeah, that's worthy of a conversation. Mm -hmm. More things than not, um, you, everything's worthy of a conversation. Yeah. Silent Wing points out in the live stream chat, once you label something as a gift, you don't get a say in what happens to it. I agree with that completely. Yeah. The only caveat to any of that would be while you use it, you may negotiate within your power exchange how it will be used. Mm -hmm. But it is a gift and it belongs to that yeah. person. And if but they, I mean, and the other thing, and this is where a person would, they would need to think about this. Yeah. If it is a gift and you've negotiated how you will play with it with each other, but you have basically said, this is your thing I bought for you. And they're not in this deep invested relationship with you yet. Maybe they're still dating people. Maybe they're playing with other people. You also have to then realize they could take that set if they choose to and play with somebody else. Sure. I'm not sure if you are not, in, like if you gift it to them, do you, I don't, I would say you probably don't have a say in what they right. do with it outside of your dynamic with them. Mm -hmm. Within your dynamic, yeah, you can negotiate how you're gonna use it and how you're gonna play with it. But if it's theirs, yeah. And you gifted it to them. It is theirs. They can do what they want. That means potentially they could play with it with somebody else. So if sure. you don't want that at all, then don't make it a gift. Mm -hmm. Make it a, a tool you bought, a toy, a yeah. thing you bought to use together and only together. And so then you're still claiming ownership of it. And then if you become a committed partnership, then you can gift it to them because then you don't yeah. have to worry that they might be right. whatever, whatever. Now, an another little twist on this would be you know, we were play partners, and I know you like leather paddles. Yep. Okay. I go out and I buy a leather paddle, mm -hmm. and I use it on you. Mm -hmm. And that paddle picks up your sweat, your mm -hmm. you know, my gunk, your my funk. Right. It and it becomes, in a sense, your paddle. Fluid bonded is yeah, a fluid term bonded. That gets used yeah. It's usually with people, but it does mm -hmm. get used with products. And then in time, we go our separate ways. One or two choices here. Mm -hmm. I can either say, hey, here, I use this paddle only on you. It, it's, it's, bonded, on it, it? it's bonded to you. <laughs> right. Take it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be able to use it on anybody else. Right. And my option then would be, if you don't want it. Throw it away. Toss it. Yeah, and I... It, I Somebody like you, that's a good person, even when you're mad, even when you're heartbroken, I could see you doing that. I can also see a petty ass going, I can't use it on anybody else, but I'm not gonna let you fucking have it. <laughs> that says a lot <laughs> about all kinds of stuff, about the way that relationship yeah. was going <laughs> in general. But yes, I, so I think there's a lot, I think this can be, for some people it would be really simple. It's a gift, we'll do what we want, we'll just negotiate our play with it. But I think yeah. that if this person is already having all of these thoughts before they've even presented it to their partner, there's a lot of options. And I don't think there's a, a single right option. The only thing I would say that is, in my opinion, a 
definite do this is if you call it a gift, understand that outside of your structured dynamic, you lose all control to that. Yeah. Because you, you gifted it. And mm-hmm. so it's now theirs. And mm-hmm. they can do what they want. Absolutely. I also think that it's, I would be curious because he, this person has constructed in their mind how they want to negotiate how this is used. Is that because they know that partner well enough to know that they would respond favorably to that? Let's hope so. Mm-hmm. My cynical side says, have they constructed this fantasy of this gift in their mind for somebody that they're thinking of as theirs who has not agreed to that yet? And will are they about to be surprised when the other person goes, I'll play with it, but no, I don't want to do those other things. Mm-hmm. Because even in that situation, even in a gift giving situation in a power exchange dynamic, the person on the receiving end of the gift gets to consent or not consent to how this thing will be used, which is why yeah. in some cases, until you feel really, really comfortable knowing your partner and all that, surprise gifts are not not always the best idea. It can backfire on you and you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, okay. That is all the ones I found. I thought that was a nice like variety for yeah, us. Yeah. Um, we got those from the subreddit BDSM Advice and BDSM Community. I will a link to them in the those in the places. Um, mm-hmm. Reddit can be a cesspool, as can any other part <laughs> of the internet. But in the ones I was looking at and the questions and the scenarios that were presented. In general, even when I disagreed with somebody's take on something, it was not the worst place ever. I, and okay. I said this, I think, last time. And from what I can tell, it looks like they're both they're long-term uh, subreddits. I think somebody told me that when we did the last one. And they're heavily moderated. And I think that's okay. I think. Okay. So if you're like, I like to be on Reddit, well, there you go. Maybe you can do those. There are others. Mm-hmm. I did not look at others. I liked those, too, because they just had so much. Um, mm-hmm. So that is it for this week's uh, episode. Um, It's okay if you didn't agree with any of our takes on any of these situations, uh, but if it got your uh, gears turning and you're thinking about things for yourself and how you might handle it, I think that's uh, a win either way. Okay, we are gonna do a Mm -hmm. bonus section. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. So are we good? I don't know. I don't know. Keep Keep it it kinky, kinky, y'all. Yes. Can I talk to the crickets, please? How badly do you want to talk to the crickets, girl? Badly. I mean, I could let you talk to the crickets, but then no Diet Cokes for the rest of the day. Why would you do that? <laughs> to me or yourself? I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Go oh, ahead, talk I, to the crickets. I'm sorry for anybody who... Uh, was expecting a shy retiring uh, meek <laughs> answer i mean my shirt might say yes daddy but sometimes <coughs> it's more like what the fuck daddy I, I mean you know it's just it's just what happens around here if i get a meek reply i would be shocked and wonder what they've done with you actually when i am a little quiet or a little subdued or even yes dare i say it meek you're usually <laughs> like what's wrong is everything right. okay right <laughs> right Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. Um 
So apologies for the text that came through and killed uh, JB's uh, train of thought there. <laughs> um, if anybody caught it, it is the one that it's. Uh, what show is that from? Family Guy. Family Guy. Mom, mom, mommy. Uh, Stewie. Yeah, I have that for the sixteen-year-old, um, and I have him now that he's driving. <laughs> I have his calls and his text messages on emergency bypass. So no matter where I'm at, and no matter mm -hmm. how silenced and locked down my phone is, his messages come through to me. And when the 11 year old finally gets his phone, I don't know when that'll be, well, hopefully not soon, um, hmm. he will have the same ringtone and he'll have the same emergency bypass. You are on emergency bypass for phone calls. I had to yeah. turn off emergency bypass for text messages. Cause when I'm just like in an office, and waiting room, we're chatting, and I'm like, oh shit, this yeah. is dinging. This is dinging left right, and right. Right, 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 right. So yeah, we are we are adjusting to being a one car family. A semi one car. Semi one car family. My yeah. car still belongs to me, but the 16 year old gets to use it, and he's at band camp this week. Mm -hmm. uh, Monday, I had appointments. Well, you had appointments, so he didn't get to use the car. But right. Tuesday, he did. Uh huh. And so okay. So you went to a munch last night. We're recording on Wednesday for podcast yeah. listeners. You went to a munch last night. I wasn't going. I'm, especially until the 11 year old gets vaccinated and his birthday is early-ish September. So hopefully that, you mm -hmm. know. I don't see 11 year olds getting approved for vaccines prior to that. So his birthday is what we're waiting on. Yeah. I'm pulling back a little bit. We're all masking up when we're in public. Um, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to a munch, but I know you'll, you, JB, will be careful, so yeah, yeah, go have a good time. Well, you left for the munch before the 16-year-old yes. came home with the car. Mm -hmm. And the whole day... I and I like, didn't even think of it. I didn't think of it either. And we were like, what are we going to do for dinner? Because your munch was early evening. Right. And I was like, well, you just eat at the munch. Me and the 11-year-old, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as drive-through. I mean, come on. So I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, I am super efficient. I have a $5 off coupon in this food <laughs> app, Zaxby's. I will online order, get my $5 coupon. That'll be cheaper than it, like way cheaper. I'm like, I wasn't even ordering extra. It was a good deal. Um, and then I'll go pick it up. So yeah. <laughs> me and the 11 year old, we sit down at the app. We're figuring out what we want to eat. We order. I set a specific time to give myself time <laughs> to be there. I get my shoes on. I pick up my purse. I walk to the front door. And that's when I remember I don't have a car. There's no car in the driveway. So first I go into the app. I'm like, oh, shit, can I cancel this order real quick? Mm. There's no mechanism to cancel it. All you can do is call the store and they can do the canceling. But even canceling through the store means you have to come in because they can only refund you in person because they're not taking credit card numbers over the phone, which I appreciate. Yeah. So I'm like, well, shit, if I gotta go in, I won't be able to go in for a couple of hours. I'm like, can I push this back? Can I pick this up later? They say yes. So it was like seven o'clock was the earliest I thought I could get there. I got there at 7.05. Uh, so I have to tell the 11 year old who has a tween temper tantrum, not a pleasant sight. I shoved pretzels into my face <laughs> because it was past time we normally would have eaten. I was starving. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then I'm texting the 16 year old because first I said, hey, because he had talked about getting drive-through after bank. And I was like, go get yourself something to eat unless you want to eat cereal for dinner. That's the text I sent. Then I had to send the text of, oh shit, please be home by 645. I need the car. Um, mm -hmm. Also, you should definitely get yourself something to eat. 
So I'm like waiting, waiting, shoving pretzels in my face. And I'm not seeing the car and I'm not seeing the car and I'm texting you and we're both laughing mm-hmm. via text over how did I forget there wasn't a car? And I get panicky when I schedule things and I think I'm gonna be late. And I already was feeling ridiculous because I had done that. And I was like, these this people at this Zaxby's who are not gonna remember me five minutes after I leave are gonna think I'm crazy because I did this. So I'm like, where is this child with the car? 6.52, I finally look out there. His ass is in the driveway, which I get it. There is something peaceful about pulling into the driveway and just sitting in the car for a minute. But I needed the fucking car. So I run outside, purse shoes, I'm telling the, the little one, I'm, I'll be back, I'm coming back with food. I'm running out there, I'm thinking about how I told them seven and I'm gonna be late and am I gonna annoy, like all the insecurities about dealing with people, am I going to annoy the Zaxby's employees? <laughs> Are they going to be like laughing about this forever? Am I gonna be in a Zaxby's memoir one day? No, obviously not, but there we go. I rush outside, I'm like, and he can't hear me. The radio, his music's on, windows are up, AC's blowing, he's texting. I'm like, get out of the fucking car. He's like, what? I'm like, get out of the car. Then he is getting out of the car. I'm like, give me the damn keys. He's like, what is going on? I'm like, I need to go get food. (sighs) So. I got the food. That was also when the kid was like, oh, I didn't get anything from drive <laughs> So do you need food? Yes. So then I'm the weirdo in the drive thru like, I'm here to pick up an online order and also order something else, which then confused them all. They wanted to just give me the order I paid for in the drive thru. And I was like, no, 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 I have an online order. And then it got awkward, awkward social interactions. So then they're trying to hand me drinks. I get one drink and then they come back and go, oh, do you need a drink carrier? Yes, I do. The girl hands me the drinks and goes, did you, what she asks is, did you get straws? What I hear is, did you get your food? And I'm like, so I answer, did you get straws with, I got one of my orders, but I'm still waiting on the other order. I think, I think that's all I'm waiting on. And she just looks at me. I turn my head. It dawns on, dawns on me what she actually asked. I go, oh God, you asked if I had straws. Yes, I have straws. I'm so sorry. And of course I'm babbling because I'm like all kinds of anxious over this social interaction where I feel like a damn fool. Mm. And she goes, huh? <laughs> Cause she's already forgotten. She asked the fucking question. <laughs> and then they give me my food and I race home. <coughs> and I was like, and this is why I don't go out in public. So the m- true moral of the story is <laughs> that I need to take the motorcycle and leave the car with you. <laughs> We probably do need to get back into that habit, but I also understand why you might not want to in the middle of a Florida summer when it can rain at the drop of a hat. (sighs) I need rain gear then. (laughs) Yeah. Better just take the damn car. Um, (laughs) So I got home, I ate my food, and I was desperate for the 16 year old to get home because he's going, they're having to rework his entire class schedule and I was on the phone. Mm. Oh, that was the other socially awkward uh, interaction of the day. I got a voicemail from the 16 year old's guidance counselor and I couldn't quite make out how she said her last name. So I'm looking at the transcript in my voicemail app and it gives uh, what it thought she said. So I think it wasn't just me if the transcription service couldn't get it right either. So I call back hoping it's a direct line to this person that I don't have to ask for her or she says her name and I can get it. 
But no, it's like their reception front desk person to answer the phone. And I'm, so I say, can I speak to Dr. How transcription thinks the name should go. And then the person answering gets that tone. I remember I used to work front desks and answer phones all the time. And I know how you get, cause I got this way of, oh, did you mean, and then give me the correct pronunciation. I was like, yes, that's who I meant. Thank you. And so then to prove that I know how names work. I use the guidance counselor's name to the guidance counselor correctly multiple times in the, in the two minute conversation. <laughs> Why did I try to people on Tuesday? This is what I want to know. I worry about you. I know. And then I'm telling, because there's a conversation about the schedule change and how it's going to go and blah, blah, blah. And I'm relaying that information to the 16-year-old. And he goes, this is how well my children know me. He goes, oh, you talked to the guidance counselor's office? You, you went ahead and just did that? I thought I was going to have to do all this on my own. And I was like... Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm a semi-involved mom. Yeah. <laughs> I could sometimes make phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, if the awkwardness of trying to record podcast episodes and live streams didn't uh, prove it, that is how you know I am an awkward human being who just wants to stay at home. And sit with my dog. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <clears throat> so that's my uh that's my uh moment from just Tuesday. That was just Tuesday. <laughs> in case anybody wanted. Uh Wednesday. Uh doesn't seem to be going better. We recorded two videos this morning and you almost made yourself sick because we were in a too hot room. Yeah. And But did you tell me? He did the thing that, I don't know if you know this, and maybe you know this and it just didn't matter because you were feeling really sick. So I don't know why. I probably should unpack it. I could probably figure it out why really easy, but I don't, I don't really know why. <clears throat> but when we're recording something or I'm like in mid thought and JB wants me to move it along. He makes the universal signal with his hand to move it the fuck along. His hand does this like circular, come on, come on, mm -hmm. come on motion, right? And that creates a response in me that is not healthy. And I understand how people become violent. There's something about that <laughs> signal that I don't like. I, I, do, I can unpack it. I know where it comes from. Childhood trauma. Uh, but so we're recording this long ass video that I still have to edit, OMG. Mm. And um, we're like 90% through it. And he makes that signal with his hand. And I had to keep speaking in the tone, which we started with, so nobody else would be able to tell. And I don't know, he's sick as a dog. I think he's looking at the time going, oh my God, this took forever, which it did. Partly because we kept having to go do the, okay, let me say that again. Let me say that again. A lot of editing on this one. And partly because there was a lot to talk about. So, but he never stops and says, I am feeling sick to my stomach. He doesn't tell me anything. So he does that. My hackles go up. We, but then I also am trying to be a good citizen. So I start talking faster. No, I did not speed up the, the uh, <laughs> audio when you get to that part of the video. If you happen to watch it, it'll be out on Friday. Uh, I I was trying to go faster because that's what my daddy told me to do. Even while I wanted to like 
hurt somebody. Um, and then we finish and he takes off running. And that's when I know he's in actual distress. And now, because I was already annoyed by the hand signal thing, and I'm feeling foolish. And also I'm worried because you just bolted out of the room. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the hell is wrong? Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> Which is what you want to deal with when you're feeling sick to your stomach and are splashing cold water on your face to try and cool down. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all. As of recording, it's only Wednesday. <laughs> what is the rest of this week gonna bring? Monday actually was pretty good. I took the 11 year old <laughs> to get his eyes checked. Yeah. And it was so funny because he was saying, I said, does it? Does everything seem blurry? Like, do you feel like you're gonna need new glasses? He's like, no, I don't think so. And then they do, they find out his new prescription and everybody's like, whoa, his prescription change is big. And I'm like, so can you see out of your current glasses? <laughs> We ordered glasses, we went and did school supply shopping with him and that was so much fun because he only wanted to pick out colorful things. I was mm. like, this is so cool. He's got a bright orange binder. He's got fun colored folders. I was like, this is fun. And next week I go with a 16 year old who will probably be like, whatever mom, do I have to have paper? And then I'll have to like pinch his little head off. Cause, so yeah, this is what, this is only Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know what Thursday and Friday will bring. I'm a little afraid. And Mr. Spock, yeah, I know I could have hit record. I, I or pause. Or pause. Yeah, see, that's what I said too. But it was at a point I, I just wanted to get through it. I, I just wanted to get through it. <laughs> and the thing was, she didn't notice that I got very quiet. I, well, I'm sorry. I, yeah. How I know. would I ever notice? Right. How is that different from quiet, every other time? quieter than normal? <laughs> Look, when you, I do. 90% of the talking <laughs> into the mic in front of the camera and in the rest of our lives you're gonna have to like wave a flag to let me know when your talking capacity is being reduced by something outside of just you <laughs> but what I would what I would ask is don't make that damn hand motion <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's us. Mm -hmm. And also, um, Lola has a new thing that when she needs to go outside to use the bathroom, or she just wants to go outside, no matter where she is in the house, she starts to howl. She does not walk to the door to no. indicate hi. I would like to go through this door. She can be on the couch on and, your lap, and you just get a very emphatic over and. And it's, it took us a full day to figure yeah. out this signal because we were like, what are you howling at? We're like, are you in distress? We're giving her more pets and more love. We're like, oh. And then I think you figured it out. You just last happened night, to yeah. take her out. No, no, I was doing, I told you last you night. You told me last night, that's Somehow, right. the woo, woo, woo. And I was like, Do, how about we go outside? Maybe there's something in the houses. I don't, like, I don't know. It's like, are you looking yeah. outside the front window and seeing people? Like, what is going on? And now we know. That she howls? No, it was the kids who told us. They were like, Lola was howling, Lola, whatever. It's her signal, I would like to go outside. I don't want to go to the door to let you know I wanna go outside. I'm just gonna sit right here in this room that has nothing to do with going outside and howl mournfully for several long minutes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And and I was not like, um, you know, in 
little bit of defense. I was not um, <laughs> like upset stomach sick. I, I just felt like I was burning up. Yeah. It, I, I was just like, I, I got hot and I could not. Yeah, and we're at that time of year that that's, that happens more easily. Yeah. Typically what we do when we record podcasts and videos is we turn off the one of the fans because it's just the mm-hmm. closest and it's the loudest and there's a hum. It's why at the top of this episode we're like, pardon the hum. And so we'd been recording at that point. Between the two videos we recorded, it was like an hour and 45 minutes of recording. Yeah. With no circulating air. Mm-mm. I was and, like, and bright lights on all around. and Yeah. Yeah. It was. But I thought he was going to be, the way he ran, I was like, oh, Lord, he's about to be sick. And then I was having that thought of, oh, God, if he gets sick like that, are we doing an episode at all? Am I doing it by myself? I don't want to do an yeah. episode by myself. So, yeah. So that yeah. is uh, that's us. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bonus section. Don't you feel like you got bonus content? All right. Huh? All right. Um. Yeah. Anything else? I think that's enough excitement. Yeah, I think that's that's plenty to go with right now. I yeah. know you basically want to like st- almost strip down and like cool off even more. Pretty much. You're gonna bolt from this room, aren't you? And I'll have to work in my hot little corner. Yeah. But I have an overhead fan. I have a little fan on my desk. Mm-hmm. We have the fan here. We have another fan at the end of the room. Like. And, and the bright lights won't be on. So yeah. it'll be a little bit. And, and mm-hmm. I am uh, happy to strip down to almost nothing to be as cool as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy these Reddit response reaction yeah. things because they let us talk about stuff that we might not otherwise mm-hmm. talk about. Um, so, and we did it for the second time because enough people were like, yeah, I enjoyed that. Do that again. So we're trying to make it part of the regular rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. We're going to go. I think so. I, if I had any announcements or things I was supposed to tell you, they have completely slipped my mind and well, that's yeah. just how it goes sometimes. Um, okay. We'll talk to y'all later. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Thanks for being here. Bye. Bye.